Okay, welcome back to the Josh and Ethan show. This and is, oh, we just we just realized we weren't recording for our first couple minutes there. But yeah. now we're here. We're back. We missed February and March due to tech issues. But now those tech issues have been resolved. We've returned. We're your heroes. We're your favorite podcast. And we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, and this is... This is uh, I'm here in Ethan's studio, also known as... What? Oh, get a little bit more in your mic. <laughs> oh, like here? Is this better? Oh, a little bit closer. Uh, like, yeah, that's good. Like in my mouth? Yeah, okay. in your mouth. Like um, this is our first episode back in the studio. And by studio, we mean Ethan's lovely basement where he makes his music. Yes, and uh, it's very high quality. We're yeah. Doing great. So this should be our highest quality podcast outside of the first one. One of our mics is slightly lower quality because we just discovered that one had been broken. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're back. Um, I think the stat that you gave was that since our last episode in January, you've watched, like, seven hours of WWE content. I've watched, like, zero hours. I've just zammed it. So we don't have a ton of comments there other than it sucks, and I think we can criticize a few more yeah. recent things that we're current with. But um, we've watched, say, about AEW and stuff, so we'll get into that. So what do you want to take first? Um, I did want to just, uh, really quick, I did this with my dad the other day, just, I went through night one and white night two of WrestleMania, the card, and just said, don't, don't give your, I didn't give like an opinion, like a full out opinion on every match. I just said, whether I care, whether I really don't care or whether I somewhat care. And this is, um, this is kind of like what we did with our first episode except this time we'll kind of do caring and then we can go into predictions later yes and we pull up the card too we we actually in march it was like the second week of march and last week last year where we started the podcast so we've actually been technically doing this for over a year but not really because we're really inconsistent yeah but um um which site do you want to use for us we're going in the same i'm using cnet.com cnet okay cool how to watch on Peacock, pal. The Peacock thing is still... Yeah, that, oh, that's another thing. I We'll talk about that later. Um, So, we'll start undercard of night one. We have tag team turmoil match. Lana, Naomi, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose. And the Riot Squad and Natalia versus Tamina. And Tamina. Could not care I, less. I could... I literally... <laughs> this means nothing to me because Natalia is the only person in this who can kind of wrestle. And... <laughs> The fact that the none of the rest of them can wrestle, and none of the rest of them have been compelling on TV. WWE TV is so bad, I can't even watch it in one sitting. I have to just zam through it. And, like, they're all booked like jobbers. Like, I don't know if any of these people win matches. From what I can tell, they don't win a lot. So I could not care. Lana's a jobber. Dana's a jobber. The Riot Squad are basically jobbers. Mandy Rose is... She kind of wasn't a jobber for a little bit there, but now she's a jobber again. Yeah, and Tamina's always been a jobber her Tamina entire sucks. career. I mean, Natalia's great, but she's booked as a jobber, so it's Well, like, she's cooked. She's booked as an enhancement talent, though. Yeah, um, she's great, so it's like, I just don't care. I would say the only accomplished person in this match is Naomi, and she's not even that accomplished. She's not even that good of a worker, either. Yeah, um, so I really could not care less. This is like a ma- like main event, like the show main event type match yeah. put on a WrestleMania card. Uh, we have the New Day versus Styles and Omos. I want to be really excited for this match because I really like AJ Styles and I really like the New Day. But it's just WWE is so awful with booking their tag teams. It's not even funny. I care a tiny bit because I know that AJ, Kofi, and Xavier are always going to be in the ring. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing Omos' debut. But, I mean, from like... 
if I'm going to care about who wins this match or bother really theorizing about it, it's like it's very minimal effort to me. And I yeah. I could not care less. Um okay, next we have we have the SmackDown's Women's Championship on the line, Sasha Banks the champion versus Bianca Belair. This one I'm actually interested in. I'll probably watch this. I, I can see myself possibly watching it. I at least semi am interested in the result. Like, I'm interested in who's going to win. I, um, this might be main eventing, apparently, because I think Drew said he wants to open to get that pop for, like, the first big arena show back. So we'll have to see if this may events or not. But, I mean, I think they're going to put on Bianca. It's time to push her. But I, I'm... I'm I'd go like somewhere between somewhat intrigued. I like really want to see this match. It's it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I I did not follow the storyline of this match whatsoever, but uh, story aside, I think both Bianca and Sasha are just absolutely great in the ring. You know, I think regardless of the story, it should be a really good match. Yeah. Um. Okay, hold on. CNET crashed. Oh yeah, I'll um, I'll go to the next <laughs> one. Um, we have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Oh okay, this is a joke. I get that Bad Bunny is famous. I get he brings in a huge amount of the Latin American audience. I looked it up. He has like 31 million Instagram followers or something. And he only plugs WWE stuff. I'm really happy for the dude. I'm glad he's gonna live out his childhood dream. I like celebrities on TV, as we'll get to later. Mike Tyson was on AEW. Shaq was on AEW. It was awesome. Also, Here's also Logan Paul was on SmackDown last week. <laughs> Dancing with Sammy Don't get me started on that. No, but like, so Bad Bunny's cool. Like, he's a big star. I'm glad if he brings some new viewers. Here's the issue. If you look at the ratings, he's not bringing any new viewers. Yeah. So you have a dude who's not a wrestler beating up. And here's the thing. It's not like he's Shaq and he's like a big basketball legend. Where at least he's an athlete. The dude's a musician. You can like his music. That's cool. I'm glad he's doing fun stuff on WWE. But when it was going to be a singles match, it was a big issue. With Damian Priest in there, where Priest can work 90% of the match, and I love Priest. That's going to be good. I'm happy for Priest. I'm not against Bad Bunny being here. It's just I don't want him being a ton of offense, even on geeks like Miz and Morrison. And Morrison's underutilized. But it's like Miz was world champion in three weeks. He was probably going to get pinned by Bad Bunny in this match. It's it. Yeah. I I don't care about this match. I can see why people will be cared in this match. I'll give it that. Like, I, I don't care about this match. Yeah, I, th- I think that, one, it's really disappointing that this is Damien Priest's first thing that he's doing on the main roster he definitely deserves way better than this i mean it's better than him getting buried i if mean that's he'd true he'd be a comedy geek like riddle if you left him by himself you'd be like oh haha ha, archer infamy pal what are we gonna do with or or like uh what's his name keith lee they brought him to the main roster changed his music to some generic superstar music used him for like two weeks and then he was gone so also like you said very disappointing miz and morrison um they were kind of over last year with their they're whole, dead now. yeah, they're dead. They need to change. They need to break them up. Maybe have them have a match at SummerSlam. No, I would just, watch that. Just the Miz needs to just go. I'm tired of him. Just let Morrison do his own thing. I think the Miz is always a good like. I think at this point now, the Miz doesn't need to do anything more with his career. He doesn't need to win anymore. He's just put people over. Yeah, that's he's what I was about talker. to say. I think he needs to just be an enhancement talent and just have other people like. Have NXT, like, whenever an NXT star comes up, have them face the Miz. Would it be like our truth Like, he's a good talker, he's a comedy dude now because he's older. Yeah. We're tired of seeing him push to the top, but I'm not going to be against seeing, like, the Miz can be funny. I'm not against seeing yeah. him being funny. And he's just overpushed. And when he's, 
you know, when he loses, it doesn't really affect him because he's already kind of claimed his, you know, I'm, I cemented myself as a veteran in wrestling. I've done all these things. He's a Grand Slam champion, I'm pretty sure. So I don't think there's much else he needs to do. Morrison, on the other hand, I think still has a lot to prove in WWE. Yeah, and he's a great worker, too. Yeah. So um, but, yeah, this is train wreck of a match. <laughs> yeah. So steel cage match. Stupid, dumb, 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 babyface Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. The, so the build of this match is that Braun Strowman is stupid. Where are we? Extremely in all of his childish. Matches, he is such a dumb babyface. And now they are making it the storyline to point out to you. Like, all right, it's one thing when your babyface is dumb. It's another thing when you tell everyone our babyface is really dumb. Yeah, this, the, like, I know Shane McMahon is like, oh, he's old now and he's kind of crazy and he does crazy jumps and he got a double hernia, you know. But, like, this I match... wish he still had that double hernia. I wouldn't have to watch him wrestle. <laughs> right. So he he just... turns purple in the ring. He's going to die. <laughs> Like you haven't been there with Captain Cardio Braun Strowman running around the rain so fast. Do you see? I found this on. I found this out. They play like a train noise I, when he runs around the rain. I was just about to say so that. So childish. If, if they play that through like speakers at the WrestleMania arena, people just start booing. I think. I think. I'll touch on this a little more later, but I think WWE's biggest problem right now, is I think that I kind of realized that. WWE is trying to really get that PG era going again. I think they're stopping the edginess completely, and they're just trying to appeal to six-year-olds because that's the only people who are interested in any of this. Well, no, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Because it's like the only people that like this are the 50-year-old men who watch it alone and ignore their wives for this, or it's like the six-year-olds who try to get in. Here's the thing. It's already so lame that you're not getting any kids to watch. So you're just running off your 18 to 49. You're running off like your teenage audience like us. You're not attracting any new kids because all these 50-year-olds have like teenage kids who hate this. But the 50-year-olds are like, oh, it's so fun. I love this. This is so cool. It's it, it just it's a mess. It's so stupid. It makes no sense. It's just it's not it's not good. It's yeah. a bad decision all around. And I mean, I, I could not care less about this match. Yeah, I I mean, either Braun Strowman's just going to absolutely crush Shane McMahon or Shane McMahon's going to be, oh, I'm a heel, I'm sneaky, I'm dangerous, I'm I'm going to play dirty, and then he'll win. Um, next, we have Rollins and Cesaro. I have very big concerns about this match because I think Cesaro absolutely, desperately needs to be pushed. He has been with the WWE since, like, 2012. I think it's too late. Because isn't he, like... I, I, I love Cesaro. But he's, like, 40 now. It might just be too late at this point. Well, so is Bobby Lashley. He's getting... He got his push this yeah, year. Yeah, but I'm not in favor of Bobby Lashley getting pushed either. I mean, I think... I think if there was any time for Cesaro to get his push, it would be right now. Because this is the last chance he's going to get. Oh, yeah. This is the last chance. If you want to start Cesaro as a start, now's your last chance. Because Cesaro's been with the WWE for years and years and never ever i think the only thing the closest he's ever gotten to like some sort of stardom at the wwe was when he was with sheamus and the bar yeah i think that was the only time he was like super relevant but he deserves so much better he's such a good worker 
But the reason why I'm fearful of this match is because Rollins is coming back from his paternity leave. And, and he's he needs, the Messiah. And he it's such a great gimmick. I love the Messiah. Do you not love the Messiah? And so he's yeah. like the new Mr. WrestleMania because he's been like every yeah. Mania for the past eight years. It, the Messiah is the worst gimmick. You know that the finish is going to be a curb stomp. Yeah. And you know it's like starts to swing. He's going to like do some move, like an air crash or something. He's going to get two count. He's going to be shocked. Then Rollins is going to super kick him, curb stomp him, and pin him. And you you know what's going to happen. You know Rollins is going to have a horrible promo. No one wants to see Colby Lopez get pushed anymore. I wish he had stayed on paternity leave, and I never had to watch him again. Yeah, well, again, I really, really hope that Cesaro gets his push. If Even I thought Cesaro was going to win, I would care. I don't care because I know he's going to win. Because I know he's not going to. Um, okay. WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. It's old. It's old news. I don't care anymore. I, we all know Drew's winning. Yeah. If there was intrigue, I would care. And, like, I'm sure it'll be, like, Lashley's a really good worker. Like, I'm always down for Haas Warfare, two big guys just wailing on each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not going to watch WrestleMania. Like, if I hear a match is good, I'll go back and watch it. Or if something's really bad, I'll go back and watch it. But I'm not watching it live on Peacock. That's a waste of my time. Because you can't rewind and jump forward and stuff. You have to watch this the live stream. So I'm not watching that. But yeah. if I hear it's good, I'll go back and watch it. But, like, I know Drew's going to win. I The title means nothing. The Miz just held it. I'm not invested, like, oh, who's going to – it's the prestigious championship. What's going to happen with it? Like, yeah. it – couldn't care less. Um, also, side note, I pulled up Instagram a little while ago because Becky Lynch posted on Instagram yesterday – and she captioned, nothing is guaranteed here tonight, only now eternally, which spells night one. Who knows what that means. Um, all right. Night two. We have women's tag team championship match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus uh, winners of night one tag team turmoil. Again, could I, not care less. I kind of like Shayna. Like, I don't really care enough. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Nia Jax has gone from injuring opponents in her matches and having horrible matches to injuring herself in her matches and, and having her even more horrible matches. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't care. Nijak sucks. Whoever's going to win this match is probably going to suck. Um, I, I So we were talking before the podcast, and we weren't recording, but I was saying how um, I watched uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez I watched uh, Walter Champa and I watched Adam Cole, Kyle Riley. I want to talk about that match later, um, but I saw that they were they were gonna have a women's tag ma- NXT Women's Championship. I saw that they introduced the titles a while ago, but I never I never really paid attention to it. But it made me think like, why do they have separate tag titles for NXT and WWE like the main roster? Why can't they just integrate them together? I know I asked that question, but it's rhetorical. It's because NXT guys are the little guys or the indie stars, and Vince doesn't like them, and he doesn't want them to have championships. Yeah, the idea is that the NXT people can never win it, so there's no point. And it, it's also counterproductive because it's like, NXT has a solid amount of good women, but when you pair them into tag teams, what seems like this big division with a lot of good people to decent people turns into... You have, like, three good tag teams, and you have a bunch of people that suck on the main roster. And then when you do the women's tag division and not just random women's tag matches, you're really limiting yourself a lot. Yeah. And, like, with AEW's win division getting better, with Britt getting a lot better, Taikansi getting a lot better, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, it's like, 
Ryo coming back in, it gives the illusion now that I'm more interested in AEW's women's division than WWE's women's division because it's better books, and because when you combine all these women into tag teams, they feel like a singular unit. Because it feels like if Ember was still wrestling singles, that'd be cool. But I read all the results. She's only wrestling tag matches now. Yeah. So it's like instead of having Shotzi Blackheart, who's going to have decent matches and kill herself, and Ember who's going to have great matches, now you just have the two of them having men matches. So, it, like, they mean less in a tag team than they do separately. Yeah. Because of how WWE does tag teams. It, it's different than the Young Bucks in AEW, where they mean more as a tag team. But, like, it just... They're hurting their own women's division with this. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. And I, th- I, I liked the idea when they introduced the tag titles for the women last year or the year before, whenever it was. But I liked the idea. It seemed good on paper. But the fact is, in WWE, whether it's NXT or it's the main roster, there are no women's tag teams. Every single tag team right now were just two women that they threw together. Yeah. They're, like, recruiting tag teams like, you know, like AEW's doing, they're recruiting Top Flight, FTR, you know, the Acclaimed, whatever. These are people who are already established partners and already know what they're doing as a team. These people that in WWE have, not even half, almost all of the tag teams in the women's division in WWE were just two stars that weren't doing good on their, um, by themselves. They threw them together, and they're not doing good as a tag team. Yeah, and I think a thing to point out is, like, it's really nice sometimes when you split up tag teams. Because if you look at it, it's like, you can have tag teams who guys that don't like each other. Like, Jericho and Big Show. Then they become a great tag team here. Yeah. Or you can have a tag team where you have, like, the acquaintance Bones and Caster. And Bones get injured, and he's not that great. But Caster is, he's not good yet, but he's showing potential. Yeah. So you're going to have him wrestle singles. Now he's a really entertaining singles dude. Like, do I love his matches? No. But do I see potential and see he be a star one day? Totally. He's a great promo, and his in-ring work is coming along. Yeah. So it works both ways. But when you have, when you're going all one way on one of those, then nothing works. And it yeah. doesn't make sense. It's, the women's tag division is really just, it's, a, it's only hurting the singles division. And, it, yeah, it's, it's hurting the singles division, and it's not helping the main roster. Yeah. And, you know, the established tag teams that were in WWE in the women's division when the titles were first introduced for the white the riot squad uh jobbers kind of kind of sort of becky or not becky uh sasha and bailey broke them up broke them up and the iconics broke, broke them up, up for where we know reason for no reason <laughs> <laughs> it's like the riot squad are jobbers but also what if we do like a quick arc like we didn't break them up but like rubert's injured so what if morgan's gonna do shoot like one lesbian angle of lana then disappear then she and Ruby Riot are friends again. But wait, here's the catch. They're still jobbers. It makes no sense. <laughs> then let's have the Iconics, who are jobbers, but are at least entertaining. Yeah. Then let's break them up for no reason. Like, Peyton Royce on her own is a fantastic wrestler, and right? Isn't Peyton Royce in a tag team with Lacey Evans now before she got pregnant? I they think broke so. her up from a tag team to put her in another tag team. I know. And I remember this was over like probably I think it was June or something like that when they broke up the iconics, but it was like I remember it was if you lose this match, you break up as a tag team and you can never be a tag team again. And then they broke up and they're like, But we wanna be friends and they're like, No, you can't and then the next week they teamed together. <laughs> no more friendship. <laughs> <laughs> the universe has decided no more friendship. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's all sorts of messed up. Yeah. Anyway, 
Sami right. Zayn with Logan Paul. Wait, is Logan Paul on his side? He's going to be his manager, I guess. So Logan Paul's a heel? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. He's a no, heel in real no, yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree he's a heel, but like when you bring celebrities in, they're usually like... Faces. Faces. Baby faces. Well, it's, it's to bring the kids' audience. I mean, again, we'll get to Shaq was a little bit different because of the way the angle was shot. Yeah. But like when I initially saw Logan Paul, I thought, this is going to be a horribly failed attempt to get young kids to watch their baby face hero, Logan Paul. Absolutely. But I guess Vince heard about the Suicide Forest stuff, and he was like, ah... Oh, we gotta, we gotta get him in here, pal. He, he films dead people. Ah, oh, he's a heel. Ah, oh, so much heat, pal. Oh. <laughs> we think those YouTuber kids follow that heat, pal. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always down to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the ring. Always, yeah. Whether it's together or separate, but it's I. There was no good build to I, this. I can't tell if I'm gonna watch it. It, yeah, it feels like Wade just could both them in the card. I can't tell if I'm going to watch it because Sammy's been so wasted and Kevin's a babyface, which disgusts me. But am I so... This is like the most interested fan I'm in on WrestleMania just because I want to see Logan Paul be a heel manager in WWE. Yeah. Um, so they succeed, I guess. I mean... I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, Sami Zayn is severely being underused. He's kind of just like a comedy gimmick. Like, oh, there goes Sami Zayn again. When he's so much more than that, but again, it's Vince being like, oh, he's an indie star. He can't win a big yeah. title. Uh. He's one of those guys that, like, if his contract had been up, like, a year ago, it looks like go to AEW. But now AEW has enough people where it's like, when his contract's up, he might as well just either go to Japan, because New Japan has room. Yeah. Or he should stay in WWE and make the money. Because, like, I don't want him to go to AEW and it be overcrowded. Yeah. And he has to wait to get his push, or it just hurts other people, because there's... Because, like, AEW's pretty full on roster space right now. And, again, you need to bring in someone new every couple months. Like, it's going to be a while till they need people. So, I mean, I I kind of have given up hope for guys like him and Balor getting out and going to AEW. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel bad for you, dude. It's just unlucky contract timing. Yeah. Um. All right. Then we have Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Honestly, I even I didn't even remember that wait, Big wait, E wait, was wait. a champion. It's, it's a Nigerian drum fight. Because Apollo Crews magically grew a Nigerian accent one day. Are you serious? I'm all right. I don't want to say it's racist, but isn't it a little bit weird when you have one dude randomly grow an accent one day? Okay, it's one thing. Okay, it was one thing when they did it with Kofi because that was the start of his career the in start, WWE. Yeah. They haven't ha- they had him have an accent for like two months and then he dropped it. This guy's been in the WWE for like four years, five years, yeah. and now and he, he has an accent. He grew an accent. I'm gonna carry him here. I'll find a clip of him. We can play it. But yeah, he grew an he grew a Nigerian accent. And here's the thing: they haven't told us what Nigerian drum fight is. We have no idea what it's gonna be. I mean, it's kind of cultural appropriation, though, yeah. isn't it? Um, here, when I woke up with Paul Cruz, you walk, you talk about the U.S. title, Paul Cruz Nigerian accent. Um. Uh, well, U.S. title is a different match. For uh, Intercontinental ch- title. I'll just talk about this. Again, this is another title that has no prestige anymore, which is really unfortunate because it's one of the most... Pre- it used to be one of the most prestigious titles in pro wrestling. Um, but, again, Big E is kind of being wasted here. Yeah. I think he deserves much more than Intercontinental title match with new accent man Apollo Crews. Apollo Cruz is a pretty good worker. He doesn't have a really good promo or a really good gimmick. What? Um, but, you know, okay. I guess they have to have a so WrestleMania match. He has a spear now, a scarf. I'm going to play the accent now. Okay. 
See, like, he does a good accent. It's no, it's not. It's not a good accent. I don't think it's good at all. I think it's okay. But, like, here's the thing. Uh, one, the guy shouldn't grow an accent. That makes zero sense. Two, tell us what the drum fight is. Three, like you mentioned, it's kind of cultural appropriation. Like, this is what this is basically what they did. Apollo, you have no gimmick. <clears throat> what should you do? I don't know. What do you have? Any, do you have any ideas? Okay, how about this? You're Nigerian. Okay, go on. That's it. You're Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and also, I, I remind you. I'm 100% serious if you don't read wrestling results. The build to this match was Biggie beating him on SmackDown every single week. Biggie beat him repeatedly and then he got a title match. That's the that's the equivalent to like Ryan Nemeth getting squashed on Dark every week by like Jungle Boy and then at All Out they have a main event match. Yeah. It, no, it's like, <laughs> no, here's what it was. It was like Ryan Nemeth fights Moxley on Dynamite. Weezes in like three minutes. Then they say, an exploited barbar death match. It's now a triple threat match. Ryan Emma versus John Moxley. <laughs> like, Moxley just beat the dude. How is he in the match? <laughs> like, if he had beaten Moxley, add him to the match. But yeah, it's, again, I don't care. We actually missed a match here. U.S. title, Riddle, not Matt Riddle. Riddle versus Sheamus. Oh, I got to cover those lawsuits, pal. The thing is, Matt Riddle is his name, though. It's his legal no, name, No, it's because it? um, there was, there's a lawsuit from the speaking out stuff against him. Mm. So WWE wants to kind of cover that up. Oh, so they just want... they don't When you look up Matt Riddle, M- yeah, that's what comes that's up. that's what comes up. So they want you to look up Riddle. I see. Yeah. Um, But again, U.S. title has no prestige anymore. Did it, I mean... Like, he's a comedy geek. I wish him having the title meant something. I feel like Sheamus is going to win this. And I could not care less. I, I'm kind of mad to see Matt Riddle lose, but like I'm not going to watch the match. I don't care. Uh, also... Same thing about the Miz. I think Sheamus is kind of plateaued. At least he's this good worker, though. Yeah, like I, I, I enjoy his matches. The Miz has bad matches. I think I Sheamus has won big gold twice. He's won the WWE Championship, I think, three times. Maybe tw- no, I think it was just twice. Yeah, he's held, he's held every championship. I think he's a Grand Slam champion because he's also won the Rumble. Yeah. So I I th- he's he's had the tag belts a billion times. I think he's had yeah. the U.S. and Intercontinental. He's had U.S. title definitely. Or maybe, maybe he's had the IC, but he has had the U.S. and they want to make him a Grand Slam. Maybe, I don't know. But regard yeah. regardless, he, he's achieved a lot. Yeah, and he's a good worker, so he deserves it. But um, I don't know. It's yeah. U.S. are phasing out. I remember a stat from the Royal Rumble was there were two guys under thirty in the match, Dominic and Owis, and combined they had like a minute of ring time in the Royal Rumble before they were eliminated. Yeah. So they'd start phasing out some of the old guys. I know they won't do it, but like I, I wish Roll would win, but Jim's gonna win. I, I hate I hate when I say it every time. I really hope Vince kicks the bucket soon because I hope he does. <laughs> I, I mean I I don't want to say in the past like I'm not I'm not rooting for his death. Because that'd be sad for him, that'd be sad for the people around right. him. Right. But from a creative standpoint, would the product be more enjoyable if he was gone? Yes. Absolutely. Is he going to retire? No. So you have to. I'm He's going ro- to run that company until he can't physically cannot, or he yeah. is dead. I'm not rooting for him to die. I'm not. But I am saying I would like it if he was no longer there. And the only way for that to happen is for him to for die. For him to die. So yeah, we should make that clear. We're not rooting I for would, Vince McMahon's I w- death. I would say I would prefer if he realized he's no longer good at this and, and he, he retired. just retired. Yes. But that is not going to happen. Yeah. 
Um, also, keep in mind, his mom's still alive, so he has really good genes. Yeah, he's in she, like ninety. She's something. like ninety six. I hope something. he. I hope he lives long enough to run the company into the ground, so AEW overtakes them. Every, I think, uh, AEW is close to the ratings that Raw gets in they're, terms of just overall number. In in eighteen to forty nine, they're close. Their women eighteen to forty nine dynamics has dipped a little bit recently, but um, if they can get that back, they'll basically be matching Raw for AEW. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's probably all the blood and guts. I assume. But I did see that a lot of people didn't like this. Uh, I want to talk about that match later, the, too. Thunder Rosa versus Britt yeah, Baker. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was I fantastic. I can see why not everyone would like it. So they've lost someone to a woman's audience, 1849. But I think if they get that back, they're doing like 70,000 at 210 for that. If they get that back to like the 150, 160 they were doing, they should be matching Raw in 1849. Yeah. Because Raw's at 1.7 mil and AW's at like 700 to 900. AW's going unopposed now because NXT got chased out of Wednesdays. So if AW starts doing like 9 to 1.1 every week, their 18 to 49 will probably be like 4 to 6. Yeah. So then they're going to start beating Raw in 1849. Yeah. Um, all right. We have Raw Women's Tag Team champion uh, Championship, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. No build to this whatsoever. Did Rhea turn heel randomly? Yeah. Rhea debuted. She was a heel. And then now she has a title match. See, this is the match where it would make sense to give Rhea wins building up and then have her win. But I almost feel that there's so little ability or she's going to win, it's going to make more no sense. Or she's going to lose her debut match and it's going to make no sense. Th- like, this is going to be like Shayna Becky, but worse. Yeah, I, I don't care about this. I don't. I don't like it, it's really unfortunate because I would like to care about this. Rhea, Rhea and Asuka are two absolutely great wrestlers. And I think if they build to this match, this could have been one of the, like, a show stealer. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could have, like, a four to five star match. Yeah. But, no. They didn't want to build. Uh, the Fiend versus Orton. I don't really care for The Fiend anymore. I haven't for, like, a year and a half. I don't really care for him it's anymore. It's so bad. And, like, why did you drag Alexa Bliss into the game? Like, let's ruin her as well, right? Like... It was kind of mysterious, like, oh, what's going on with Alexa Bliss? But now it's just kind of like, oh, she's a creepy little girl yeah. with pigtails. For the first six months, I really enjoyed The Fiend. Then it slowly started fading, and from Hell in a Cell on, I've hated the dude. The John Cena match was a small bright point, and then it's just generally been horrible. So it's like, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I was, I'm not I'm not I, a Fiend fan. I've always found Orton boring. They ruined Alexa Bliss. I don't care about this much. If it's if it's gonna be really horrible, I'll go watch it. But it'll probably just be really boring. Yeah. More than anything else. And I couldn't care less. And I think the reason why I'm really not interested anymore is because his feud with Randy Orton has gone on for way too long. And like burn victim Randy Orton, who magically recovers from his burns, and then how he burnt the fiend to death, but then the fiend is back. It's like it's so lame. Yeah. It it's boring. Um Okay, this one's interesting. Universal Championship match, Roman, Edge, Daniel Bryan. Here's my opinion. I think that Edge-Roman was going to be really interesting because it's like, I think either one could win here. I think Roman, Roman, if it was the case of Roman versus Edge, I think Roman could have won because he's has a great gimmick right now. His whole head of the table chief, tribal chief thing is fantastic. I think it's his best gimmick yet. But also Edge's oh, veteran Edge never had his champion, you know, never lost his championship. He gave it up. 
And I think, you know, having Edge win the title at least for a little bit would be a nice thing. But now that you add Daniel Bryan to the mix, we all know what's going to happen. Roman's going to spear and pin Daniel Bryan. Yeah, or Edge will, like, cheat and pin Daniel Bryan because Edge is a heel yeah. now. Because they turned Edge heel randomly. But it's like, I don't know. It This feels like the good solution of you should just have Daniel Bryan tap out one of them and win the title again. Yeah. And then he can bring back the eco belt, but as a baby face. And then... You know what I mean? Like, because he could yeah. actually, I like to look at that better than the Universal title. But he could do as a baby face, and like, you could do a few climate change things, and he'd be like a great top baby face. But it, it just, it feels like he's in there just to do a job, and yeah. it's such a cop out. And I'm kind of, I kind of care about who's a witness, so I could really see it going anyway. But I, do I care about the match or the, the repercussions? No, because just using O'Brien's belt, I'll watch this first promo or two, then I'll leave again, because the product sucks. If Edge wins, I couldn't care less. And if Roman retains, I couldn't care less. It's like when Roman first came as a heel, I loved him. He's still great, but he has no opponents anymore. They beat yeah. everyone. Yeah, and I think that also has to do with the fact that there are no top stars anymore. Yeah. Like when Roman came in, I was like, okay, he's going to beat Braun and The Fiend. Cool. Then we did a Jey Uso thing. I was like, I don't really like Jey Uso, but I really like Roman now as a heel. This is interesting. I started watching WWE TV again. Then when they had the first Kevin Owens match, I was like, okay. And then they did three more Kevin Owens matches, and I stopped caring, and I still don't care. And I'm done with WWE. Yeah. I think for a while, SmackDown was at least somewhat decent. Raw was still absolutely garbage. Yeah. But now I think SmackDown's the whole thing. SmackDown's falling off a cliff again. Um, it was like, the, it was when Roman came back through, like, the first two Kevin Owens matches. It was gotten better. And then it just yeah. got horrible, and I stopped watching. Also... Really hope Lesnar doesn't return because Lesnar is the last thing WWE needs. Can you imagine now. like heel face Lesnar against heel Reigns? Yeah, I mean, again, I hope Daniel Bryan wins. Most likely won't. Let's hope Brock Lesnar doesn't come back. There's a decent chance he will. Um, what? <laughs> like, just it's the last thing they need right now. Yeah, just dude, we go. If people were really unhappy when it was when the brand when the company was doing decent, if people weren't happy when when Lesnar was champion then, just imagine how angry people are gonna be when Le- if Lesnar comes back and wins the title. Yeah, it's like goey heat with a monster heel, and there's yeah. ways to monster heels, but they just didn't get such a goey heat way. Okay, well, um, do you want to do NXT or do you want to do AW? Um. Only thing I have to say about NXT is Walter Champa, really good match. I actually advise you go see it. If you you should get Peacock. We have Peacock. Oh yeah, we have Peacock. We got yeah. Peacock not beca- because the network was gone, but also because there was there's good stuff on Peacock. I've been watching the John Wayne Gacy thing on there. It's pretty interesting. Um, but I, I advise you go watch uh, Champa and uh, Walter. It was really good and. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That was a really good match, too. It was uh, an unsanctioned street fight, pretty much. It was pretty good. Only thing I ha- have to criticize isn't about the match itself. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole have their own music now. How bad are they? Kyle, O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly's song is Generic Superstar 17. Let me, let me look him up. And Adam Cole, his song is decent. But he still, when he came out, he still did the boom and the Adam Cole baby. It did not fit whatsoever into the music. Absolutely not. I think they should have done what they, 
what they did with Roman Reigns is what they would should have done with Adam Cole. This is Adam Cole's new song. Like this would be decent for someone else, but not Adam Cole. It, yeah, it's not horrible. I think the issue is Ulk of Kyle's well say this, but like the new music guys are it's not as good as TFO. Like it, it, it the old music was so good and it got me hyped to see people's new music, but I guess I don't I don't like it. I think I I think uh CFOS did a decent job. Uh, more than decent job. I think they did pretty good with music. There was but all the so- almost all the songs are so good. Like and the fact that people s- changed their themes, some people admit accepted. You know, like I'm glad Ricochet kept his theme. I'm glad the Grizzly Young Vets kept their themes because I like listening to them. They're good songs, but all the new songs suck. All right, this is Kyle's. This is a generic suit. This would be it. This is. I bet. This, like, if Kyle O'Reilly did not have this song, this would be listed as Generic Superstar 17 in WWE 2K22. It is so generic. It's not, like... I don't want to say it's a horrible riff. It's the sound combined with the riff and the instrumentation. Yeah. And, like, if there were lyrics, maybe help. Like, it's not... Destined to be horrible, it's just missing so much. Ugh. Hold on. I want, if you can, play it back. Go to the part where, for Adam Cole, go to the part where he does the boom and Adam Cole, baby. It is so out of place. They need to give him back the UE song. Okay, let me go. My pulse up. We can cut this dead air in post, too. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Did you do the boom? I don't think the boom's even in this music. I think he has to do a lot. No, he doesn't have he. There is no boom in the song. There's no like. So he's there, does there is no beat drop for him to do the boom. It's just is the there, music of playing. Is there it, any? Is there any cutout from GDM Cole Baby? We're like no, like that music, that riff, that that melody is the same thing the so whole time. So nothing changes. When he does nothing changes in the song pretty much, and he just does the boom and Adam Cole Baby. I know entrance music is a small thing to get hung up on, but it's important. Like, it makes people feel like stars. Like, in AEW, one of my things was, like, the music's going to be written by a bunch of different people. People aren't bringing their own songs. They brought in, like, that Mikey dude who does Matt Hardy's and some of the newer guys' songs. Well, like, some people, like, I looked up play it. I don't really like their music that much. But, like, when some guys came in, like, Lance, I was like, oh, this music is cool. Derby, this music is cool. It just made them feel a little bit more legitimate, you know? And it's like when people got new music, like when Matt Hardy got his new music, like Matt Hardy's new music is great. It's like, I, it's tough to have, make sure everyone has a good song, but when you either have various artists and you take like some of their best songs, like an AW, or you have a really good producer, 
make songs for everyone in WWE, it works. When you're just having someone for their generic music, it's not going to work. Yeah. And I think the war, I think it still works kind of for Kyle O'Reilly because he didn't really have, like, he still had the boom moment, but it wasn't as, like, like iconic at this point as the Adam Cole yeah. boom. But I, like, that was one, like, that is such a crowd pleasing thing. The boom and the Adam Cole baby. Yeah. It is so iconic to Adam Cole, whether it's in WWE or not. And they just completely ruined that. Yeah. And yeah. They, they did the same. Th- the first time they did this that was really bad was with Keith Lee, where they kept the bask in his glory. And then it was just horrible. And it just went to. And it was like, dude, that song his was old like music perfect. was so for him. great. And it like he wrapped his own music and he had so much charisma with it. Yeah. It was. It's like, who is that? Who's that champ I see? Um, rhetorical answer question. They all know the answer. Keith Lee. Lee. Keith Lee. <laughs> like, it was so good. It was such fun. And then we'll give the Obask in his glory for he is glorious. Obask. Like, it was so good. I had fun listening to that song. It gave me energy. Yeah. He had charisma. He would, rap, he would, like, lip sync along with it when he came out. So it's like, it was so good. And then they ruined it. Generic superstar. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about AEW. Uh, I was going to say something. It's been pretty good recently. Oh, uh, since we're on the topic of theme music, I also like how they're using uh, like actual music from artists outside from wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like the Tarzan boy for Gino Boy. Yeah. They've gotten that riff over. People sing it during his matches. Yeah. I, I'm not... I Orange Cassidy has a new song. Yeah, it's from the Pixies. I'm not a super huge fan of it. I, I, I think out of all of his songs that he's had, I really like the Best Friends song. I think the best friend song is good for them as a group. I use it for them as a group. But I think for him solo, he does need something a little bit different. And I think the Pixie song works better than his old one. Because it kind of has a nice rock vibe, but it's also a little bit chiller, which plays into yeah. his character. So I'm happy about how it works. And, like, is that my favorite song? No, but I think it works great for him. Tarzan Boy. Is that my style of music? No. But it's I think... It's perfect for John I think for John Boy, it's perfect. They kind of remix it a little bit. It's a little bit more guitar heavy. The vocals are cut back on, so the crowd sings the vocals more. And I didn't really see the match with Bear Country this week because Bear Country kind of sucks. But, like, you know, it's like in the Dax match. It's like people were singing that song. Like, people get behind him with that. And if you can kind of recreate, like, the ole, 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 like, like, really got behind Sammy from soccer. Yeah. If you can recreate something with that with something from a song for the Jungle Boy, I think that's really important. I mean, I'm really happy... They have a lot of people on TV. It's tough. They need to get that extra show up. But I think they have done a really good job being the young guys over. The Hangman is doing so great. I'm worried that they're doing a match with him and Kenny, which I would wait because I want Hangman to be the one that beats Kenny, so I'd wait like a year yeah, to do that. I was, I was going to say that. But, I mean, he's undefeated this year. He's doing great. He got a huge marquee win over Matt Hardy. He eventually will be leader of the Dark Order, I think. I think Darby's doing great as TNT champ. He's starting to defend it more, which is great. Um... Sammy had that great little babyface spurt, but then they had the back and block with Near Circle. So as long as he gets to shine more inside Near Circle, not their babyfaces, yeah. I think he'll be great. I just want to make sure that he gets to shine more now, because one of the focus needs to be like getting Sammy over. So as long as they continue to do that, I see no issue of the Near Circle staying together. And then um, Silver's actually Silver and Reynolds have done very well. Yeah. They've been doing great as a tag team, and Silver even has had a few singles matches that have been good. So, I mean, I'm really happy with the direction for guys. Oh, and Jungle Boy, yeah. He's doing great, too. Jungle Boy is doing stuff. Absolutely. And he's ranked number four singles, number two tag. 
So who's that first guy outside of, like, Kenny and Hangman, who are, of course you would expect because they're big stars, but, like, Joe Moy's that first guy to kind of break into being he's a single star and he's a tag team star. Yeah. And I think that's really important to show, like, this guy is going to be the guy. He's, like, mm-hmm. you should watch out for him in tag matches. But also, like, if he wants to challenge for a world title or a TNT title, he could main event Dynamite, so. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to Dark Order. I think I think they're going in a really good direction for the Dark Order, but I think the there's a little bit of a problem, though, because currently Young Bucks are the champions. I don't think anytime soon they're going to be beaten by John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Yeah, or even Uno and Dennis. Or even Uno, yeah, or Uno and Grayson. I, I really, really would like to see in the near future Dark Order especially uh, Reynolds and, and Silver, be champions, but I just don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. I think you just kind of have to keep them strong as baby faces and say, yeah. we'll get to you at some point, but right now the Bucks just turned heel. Yeah, keep them strong as champions. Yeah. So totally. But, like, when they do a year or two from – not two, but, like, a y- around six months to 18 months from now, yeah, they do, like, Hangman hopefully will be the one to beat Kenny. My plan actually for Hangman be have him unde- be undefeated this entire year. Then at Revolution next year, he challenges and beats Kenny. So don't have him fight Kenny yet. But, like, keep him undefeated. Super strong. Like, he doesn't lose any matches. He gets yeah. a pin every match he's in. Have him run for, like, all the heels. Be ready to fight Kenny. Create, well, not all the heels, because then he has no challengers. But, like, have him beat a bunch of the heels, beat Kenny. And then I think you could build up with one of the Dark Order teams to do a similar thing with the Bucks around that time. And you're kind of like, all right, time to get some heat off. Like, Kenny will have all the belts at that point. Get yeah. some heat off the heels and then kind of put her some bait faces. I think Dark Order would be good candidates for that. I think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus would be good candidates for that. Yeah. Maybe proud and powerful, but I think they're going to be busy with FTR. Yeah, probably. And I I could be totally wrong with this, but I really like that W or WWE. I really like that AEW has a lot of tag teams. I think that's one of the best things about them. Their tag team division is incredible. I think, though, there's too many factions. There's like six factions right now. And to me, I associate factions with these are the group of guys that rule the com- that rule the wrestling business. These are like the top guys in the company. They're a group. They work together. Don't mess with them. There's six of those right now. Yeah. I think definitely it, it definitely works with Inner Circle and Pinnacle. Yes. To have feuding factions that are made up of top guys and upper mid-carters. I think that definitely works. Scissor side. I think having a strong faction of upper mid-card baby faces in the Dark Order that if you need, they can be top guys. If you need, they can kind of do jobs. But there's Hansi in the upper mid-card. They're not doing anything major right now, but they're existing. I think that's fine. I think Team Taz was good, but they're clearly breaking them up. So I yeah. think that's okay. And I think QT forming his new faction was important because you need someone established like QT for guys like Agoto who is, I think, going to be a big star, and so will Camarado, who should be stars, get them over. I support that. I think anything beyond that is kind of overkill. So I'm behind all of those factions, but it's a bit much. I I liked what they were doing with Matt Hardy and and, uh, Private Party. I think adding Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny was too much. Yeah, I think because there's a difference between there's trios and there's factions. Like, I don't mind a singles dude and Hardy in a tag team, or the Death Triangle, I ain't really concerned with factions much because it's like... They're a trio. Yeah, they're a trio. 
and obviously we're probably not getting trios belts till the new TV show or the Jericho Cruise. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between these big factions of like four to six, seven people, and then these factions of a trio. Yeah. And I think trio factions, you can have as many as you want. You have Jurassic Express, you had FTR and Tully, but now they're part of Pinnacle. You have Death Triangle, you have Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. I think that's, you had Matt Hardy and Private Party. I think that's okay. Team Taz was a trio for a while. Now just adding on those guys, I think they need to limit that back to, you have like two feuding factions, one or two top guy factions, yeah. maybe a rising guy faction, but like five max, maximum yeah. five, and then everything else, because I think trios are okay. You can have as many trios as you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the factions are overkill. At the very least, get rid of the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. Which, by the way, I was, I, I still don't understand why Butcher and the Blade are like, oh, we're evil. Oh, look at our masks. We're so scary. And then the next week, they're in like polo shirts and like white pants and suspenders. Yeah. I don't get what that's all about. I do have a little bit of hope for that though, because um, they're kind of showing like some disharmony amongst Sprite Party and those dudes. So hopefully, it'll build to the point where it's like, well, Matt Hardy's like, well, if you want them out of here, you gotta prove that you're as good as. You guys and them combined, and then yeah, like Private Party can wrestle them, and then they can beat them and get them out. I'm also really interested what they're doing with Christian Cage. I they kind of teased Kenny Omega Christian Cage thing when he first showed up. I like Christian. I don't think they need him. I think if he puts over Kenny, it will help Kenny as world champion. Cement himself as beating some older guys too. But I would not push Christian to the moon. I'd have him beat guys, but I would have him jump. I would have him stay as a mid-card talent. I would, yeah. I would have him be an upper mid-card talent. He, he can have, like, a moment. I think he should have a moment. Like, he's back, he's esteemed, and he's still he can still go. But I think after that, keep him mid-card. Yeah, yeah let him wrestle Kenny, lose to Kenny. Then I would just have him wrestle guys, a bunch of guys in mid-card, train him up. He can beat Max Caster, and Max Caster can learn a lot with him. He can produce and coach backstage. He can help young guys lay out matches, do promos. He can wrestle old friends like Kazarian. He yeah. can win. Which, by the way, was a great match. Yeah, it was great. But if you get to him with, like, Kenny, put him, have Kenny put him over. Or, sorry, have him put Kenny over. If you have him wrestle a young dude that's really on the rise, like Jungle Boy, have Jungle Boy put him over. It's a moment of, like, oh, Jungle Boy is this new level of babyface now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're in a group. But he's definitely a good addition. It's just they shouldn't over push him. Yeah, I agree. Um... What else? What else is there? Um, I guess outside of wrestling stuff, what else has happened? Oh, we had a little bit of an insurrection. I think we talked about that. Yeah, though. we mentioned that in the last episode. Um, we have a new president, obviously. Uh, we're not going to get into that because he's doing good, but he's also not. Yeah, it's um, a mix. <laughs> Wasn't that every president? Yeah, I, I think it's a slight. I think it's a slightly higher good to bad ratio than usual, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like Com- compared to Trump, he has a be- way yeah. better good to bad yeah. ratio. I'm not like 100 percent behind him. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think he's a good transitional president. He can kind of yeah. restore some humanity and then hopefully have yeah. a better candidate. Next Speaking election. of which, let's talk about Young Rock because I'm kind of getting behind. I'm okay. kind of all right. Hear me out. I'm kind of thinking we have Biden for four years, and no, I'm not a big Harris fan. We have Harris or someone else for eight years. Then I'm kind of thinking, I'm feeling The Rock is president. Okay. Hear yeah, me out. Hear me out. Right, hear me out. Hear me out. So, there's Young Rock. It's been a great show. 
it feels like he's testing the waters for him as president. Actually, yeah. I don't know if, have you watched Young Rock? I have. I've I, really it. By the way, I have Rocky Johnson and Andre look so realistic in it. It's crazy. Yeah. But I, I mean, like Dwayne's a centrist. I like centrists. Yeah. They seem like pretty good. I know. I'm a centrist. So, so I'm kind of like, what if The Rock ran for president? I mean, if it's 2042, I'm old enough to vote. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling The Rock is president. I am too. And, and Young Rock has been a really good show. I've also enjoyed that. That's. I I have some opinions on Young Rock. I like it overall. I think at times it's a little bit cringy and a little bit oh, yeah, corny. Oh, totally. But I think I th- the last two episodes have been really good. I've I, I haven't seen the last two. I think the last one I saw um, was when he got injured. Okay, yeah. Th- that one was okay. The first couple were okay, but the most recent two have been really good. I've enjoyed the show. I think it's just like, is it going to be the greatest show of all time now? Was it a fun show? Did him and Randall Park have good charisma together in, this, in like the modern day stuff? Totally. And the flashbacks, I think all of the kids that play him are really good. And I think that Rocky Johnson and his mom are so realistic. Yeah. And I think that Andre looks pretty realistic. I mean, the Macho Man isn't like... Macho Man, I'm not a fan. I mean, he's, he's... no one's going to be the Macho Man. Yeah. He's doing as good job as he can. I'll give yeah, you that for that. Agree. But it's like, I mean, the show's what you expect. I mean, it's a fun show. I watch it with my family once a week. I enjoy it. But, like, it's my favorite. It When I'm going for my favorite shows of all times, it can be up there. No, but is it a show that makes me happy that I get excited to watch? Totally. It's a fun show. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I kind of am a little bit disappointed about, which I guess is not on The Rock because how would he not talk about it? But the inner child in me is kind of like, oh, they're blatantly acknowledging that kayfabe is not a real thing. Which, you know, if you're a child and you're a wrestling fan and you're watching, it's kind of like, what? What's going I on? I mean, yes, but keep in mind, The Rock isn't going to – I never saw The Rock wrestle when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. I go back, and because I'm a fan, I see old stuff with him, and I recognize his superstardom in general and his charisma. But I'm not necessarily watching him as a wrestling fan. I'm watching him as a charisma person. Yeah. And this is made for people that see him as a movie star, just as a star. Or so this is going to be all older people that are kayfabe in, or it's going to be people that are like, oh, there's that fake wrestling thing that he did. But I'm interested in see Young Rock, and if there's a little bit of wrestling, that's okay. Yeah. So, I think for the audience it's for, I think it's totally fine. And yeah, there's no real way to get around it. The show just might seem more cringy. So, is it a little bit weird? Totally. But I think it's okay. Yeah. I also like uh, how he kind of, uh, the couple of times that he, that Vince was portrayed in the show, he was, in the show, he was very real about how he really is. He wasn't like, oh, Vince was my boss. He's such a nice guy. Oh, he gave me a job. He's real. He's like, he's a businessman. He, If he's making pe- people unhappy because it's best for what's his business, he doesn't yeah. care. And, like, he tried a little bit to be nice, but yeah. it, it, w- it was very realistic. One thing that was, like, the actor, like, he didn't have, like, the pow, come on. Yeah. Like, he didn't have the full Vince voice. To be fair, it's gone worse with age. Like, on Saturday Night's May event, or, like, the older shows, if you look back when he had come He didn't really have the rap. He didn't have it yet, but, like, I, part of me still want him to call up and be like, Ah, 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 pow, I'll leave you Rocky Johnson, pow. <laughs> like, I, I wish that there was, like, a little bit more growl there, but yeah. it's okay. Um, but, yeah. It, just, it made me a little sad when I was like, he's not doing the accent, no. Yeah. But it's a good show, I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Um... What else? Uh, oh, vaccinations getting pumped out. Ethan yeah, got I, got, his. I got my first dose. So 
because I'm 16, so maybe we'll get Pfizer. So I have to get the second dose later this month, but um, with asthma, yeah. So that's pretty poggers. Yeah, I I can't get it still because I my birthday's in August, so I have to wait a little while. But I'm night. I t- tested negative, but I'm still 90% sure I had it. So I'm going to say I have the antibodies. I was around people who definitely confirmed had it. They tested positive. I was, I was in their home for days. Um, so hopefully I'm okay for six months. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, I mean, we'll see it. I think the most important, obviously the best thing for you personally is to get vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's... It's good to see just the more people around you get vaccinated, too, the safer and safer it's going to be. Yeah. And, like, we'll probably – I mean, I'm going back to hybrid school in a few weeks, so – Oh, I'm not going back. Yeah. Like, I'll have to wear a mask and stuff if that makes sense because I won't even have my 14-day period after my second vaccine shot. And it's like, I see us probably – I think school will be normal next fall. I think but, so. But, like, we still won't have to wear masks. It's just normal school plus that. So I'm not surprised by any stuff. I don't see it being an issue, but – I definitely feel like things are starting to get rapidly, rapidly better with the vaccine. So, like, I see maybe going to a concert this summer. I see some music programs being in person possibly over summer. And at the very least in the fall, things going back to normal. We considered, uh, or my dad considered, uh, we have a a cousin who had tickets for WrestleMania, but he bailed last second, so he said he'll sell them to us 100 bucks pop. So we were like, we could go to drive down to Tampa and go to WrestleMania, but then we were like, eh, Florida is kind of like a breeding grounds yeah. for COVID. I so. would be worried about actual WrestleMania. I'd just be worried about Florida. Yeah. Uh, so, but I really hope, I really doubt it, but I really hope they have uh, all out here at least. I think we'll get all out, yeah. Very, very small capacity. Even if it's small capacity, we should get all out. And we'll definitely, Revolution, I will be shocked if Revolution's not full capacity. And yeah. it'll either be like, or at least like, it'll a, be like fifty percent, or maybe even more of that. It'll, yeah, it'll be like fifty to. Eight. It, it'll be either mostly full, or it'll be full with masks. I would think revolution, yeah. and I think all of it will be limited capacity with masks, but it should yeah. be here. Um. But yeah, I we're definitely getting back to some sort of normalcy, which is very very good. It's it's uh, definitely relieving because. We've been in this for over a year, over a year now. I'm voice cracking a lot. I sound like Emery, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's been a really tough year for everyone. You know, obviously people have had it. Some people had it worse. Some people have had it not so bad. But I think overall, it's just been really big bummer this year. So seeing some normalcy is promising. It's bringing bringing some smiles back to faces, which is good. Yeah, it's good. This is like. Way longer than I expected, but also way sooner than I expected. Yeah. I mean, it's part of it's weird because it's like things are rapidly getting so much better, but things also feel like it's still going to be well. So it's tough to kind of judge all the time metrics. But I mean, I think by beginning of 2022, we'll be mostly fine. Yeah. And like the thing is, masks don't bug me or anything. So it's like even once I'm fully vaccinated, I'll wear the mask and everything. And like, I don't care. I'm happy to do it. It doesn't bug me. But I also will have no fear doing anything, and I'll be happy to, like, my mindset will kind of be like, I can do whatever. Well, yeah, basically. But, like, if I have to wear a mask because that's the protocol or whatever, totally happy to do that. Extra cleaning, limited capacity, totally. 
but I personally won't have fear in doing anything. Yeah. So that's when, for me, life pretty much just goes back to normal, plus just a few little things here and there. But it's not like there's anything I can't do anymore. Yeah. Kind of is my mindset behind it. So, yeah, things seem to be getting better. Yeah, and hopefully, podcast-wise, we won't give promises, but hopefully there'll be more consistency, too. Now that the tech situation is much better, so we should be able to go every week now. Yeah. And hopefully I'll be able to come over every week. Um, yeah. There might be there might be some weeks where I'm like oh, I can't, but whatever. Um, we'll see. But uh, hopefully there's more consistency. Hopefully yeah. I'll be here every weekend. So and I'm um I'm busy with projects for a program and personal projects right now. But I should at least maybe not consistently, but at least every once in a while and after the summer. Once I finish um, my music project and a couple of program projects, I'm definitely gonna try to produce these podcasts more and have them more polished. So yeah, they'll be good. Um, maybe we can wrap up. Yeah. Um, um, before we go, I actually have a funny story. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've uh, if you knew this, but we talked about it in the group chat that we're in uh, with childhood friends. Oh, I'm I'm never. Oh, you never that. read it. Okay, good. This <laughs> will be news to you. So about like three weeks ago, I said about like I'm Canadian. About um, a boot, a boot, a boot, a Three weeks ago, I developed an accent like Apollo Crews. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was appropriating himself as a Canadian. I'm now Canadian. <laughs> um, uh. About three weeks ago, I got. Actually, this does have to do with Nigeria. Funnily enough, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. So about three weeks ago, some lady on Snapchat added me. Called her name was Heather. She was asking if I wanted to be. Her sugar baby. <laughs> She's like, I want to be your sugar mama. I'm like, um, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Was a Nigerian princess. So she asked for my Instagram and my password. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what, where this is going to go. <laughs> no, you did not. So I, to- I totally did not expect to get money from her. I totally Wait, knew that. No, password? I, I totally knew this was going to be a scam. Yeah. But just to be safe, I, I have, uh, a separate account. It used to be my meme account. I deleted everything on there though, um, and it, it's an account I don't even use anymore. So I yeah, just gave her the harmless. I gave her the name and the password for that, and she and she logged in. It was from Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> I think Apollo Crews may have <laughs> may have tried to hack me. So what happens? So I was like, "You're so you're from Lagos, Nigeria, huh?" And she's like, "Hmm, what?" She had very broken English, too, so I'm like, oh, this is clearly not a native English speaker. I can't yeah. trust this. Not that na- not a native English speaker <laughs> yeah. can't Joshua be trusted. <laughs> but, like, but, like, you know, the profile picture was clearly a Caucasian woman. Or it was, like, a the bitmoji that, oh, yeah. that was made. It was clearly a Caucasian woman, blonde hair, blue eyes. So this I'm was like, a scam, basically. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, you don't speak very good English. And I was like, oh, this might be a scam. Um... But yeah, I thought those Germans were trying to hack. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was funny. But did they do anything with it? No, it it when she logged into my account or he or they or whoever they were, uh, when they logged into my account, uh, I I went onto my account to see like I wonder what they're gonna do, and it popped up suspicious activity login from Lagos Nigeria and I'm like oh okay <laughs> so I click res- uh, restrict user. So it didn't allow them to do anything on my account. Oh, but okay. then I blocked them on Snapchat. <laughs> I was like, what do they even want to do? I guess steal my information. I don't know. It's my fake account. It's an email I don't even use. Yeah. 
Actually, it might be the Spagan account that we made a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember the password for the email, but I st- I don't remember still any use, of I still yeah. use the email for my uh for my Instagram. I don't remember the password for the email though. Yeah. There's there's some we looked at that a couple of times a few years ago. Yeah. There were some strange emails in there. We won't talk about that yeah. though. All right, we might as well um <laughs> might as well wrap up, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. All right, cool. All right, so thank you for listening.